Hi friends, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast. If you're looking to inspire more people, have a positive impact on a global scale, build an influential and magnetic brand, and build a profitable business with your unique gifts and talents, then the Influence Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Jake Adam Davey, former high school French and Spanish teacher, turned international speaker, online business coach, and Instagram growth and monetization enthusiast. You can find tools, resources, and so much more on the website, jakeadamdavy.com. And you can also say hello on Instagram at jakeadamdavy. Please also, if you're enjoying the podcast, do feel free to leave a review. The more stars, the better, of course. But equally, if you're not enjoying it, you are still invited to leave a review. The one thing I would also ask is, of course, sharing is caring. So if you've listened to something or heard something in the podcast that you think you've enjoyed or would be useful and beneficial to other people, then please do hit that share button and pass it on to somebody that you know. I'd be so very, very grateful and so thankful if you did. Now let's dive in with today's episode on the Influence Podcast. Hello, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast and today in episode number 18, I'm going to share an end of year review. This is the episode closest to Christmas, so a good opportunity really to wrap up some of the main things that I've picked up, main things that I've learned this year through Instagram and then also outside of Instagram but would directly relate to how you build your brand, how you build your business, how you use the platform as well. I want to share with you a change to how I'm going to be setting goals in 2020. Chances are that by the time this comes out, you may well be on your way to setting goals already. Or if not, hopefully you've set aside a little bit of time for setting goals in your business and then also personal life as well as we go into not just a new year, but into the new decade. And then I also want to share with you a couple of Instagram predictions for the new year as well. We're going to go more deeply into that in future episodes, certainly just before the end of the new year and into 2020 as well. But just a few predictions and a few things that I expect to change in 2020 moving forward with Instagram. So let's dive in. And I want to first off start with five of the big things that I've learned this year uh, and really how they have related and improved my own business and how they ideally can help uh, improve and give you uh, forward steps and forward movements with regards your business and the success in your business as well. And of course, with your Instagram account and building your brand and authority on social media. So let's do it. Let's dive in with the five big things that I've learned this year. So number one is getting clear on exactly who you help and what you help them achieve. Okay, so this is this becomes really, really important now, not just a case of wishy-washy, you know, I kind of help this group of people and I'm, or I'm kind of doing it for myself. Or I don't really think about it. You know, I'm, I'm putting something out there and hopefully people are going to buy it. Hopefully people are going to want my service or my product, but getting getting very, very specific. And I'm sure you don't do that anyway. Of course you don't. But but there's increasingly now an importance as we as we go into uh, the new year, new decade, about being really super specific. You know, a few years ago, um, you can you you could be a bit more broad with what you do or who you helped, and it might catch a larger pool of people. However, in today's society, particularly with how we use social me- social media today, 
Um, we now are really moving towards becoming super specific and super niche. Now, it's interesting, if you listen to last week's episode with uh, Emma Campbell, the, the Manchester-based influencer, she talked about the advice that she would give to somebody getting started five years ago uh, being very different to the advice uh, of somebody getting started today. And and that this, again, transcends Instagram. It's not just about if you were getting started on Instagram, but getting started with your business or moving your business forward now. Really important in, in terms of being really specific on what you do and who it is that you help and i think increasingly it's not just a case of i am in you know fitness i help people improve their fitness and and, and get into better shape or i help people generate more more money say online or um building different income streams or i help people start to make money with with trading and stocks it has to be a lot more specific than that that you particularly do and there's a really good tool to help you with this and it's something called a pickup line now you may have heard this previously you may have heard this before you might have this subconsciously or you might have it written down uh in 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 a different a different way but maybe haven't heard the phrase pickup line before this is the way i like to refer to it and i've heard many people uh, discuss it as well and it's four parts and and this allows you to get super clear on specifically who it is that you're helping who it is that you're serving so the first part is and it's the phrase i help so I help, and then in that, in that next space, you would put your target audience. Okay, so who specifically do you want to help? I help, and then it's your target audience. Then the next step is two. So I help, target audience, two, and then it's the desired outcome. What is the desired outcome of your target audience, of the ideal people that you want to work with? Step three is starts with the phrase or the word buy. So I help desired uh, or target audience to desired outcome by and then this is the vehicle how do you help people get there okay Uh, and then the fourth step is without and it's without the specific pain point or the main pain point of your current uh, avatar your current ideal client okay so let's give a couple of examples all right so if it's i help it might be i help women in their 40s um Uh, two what's the desired outcome to lose um, five pounds for example uh, within 30 days let's say five pounds within 30 days by okay by following a um, a proven six-step exercise regime without without giving up the foods they love okay Um, another example let's use let's use instagram so i help business owners and entrepreneurs to be seen as the number one authority in their industry by following a six-step rocket system without spending hours on Instagram and creating hours and hours of content, okay? Now, that's just one example, a couple of examples with with the, the fitness niche as well. So for yourself then, if you, and you chances are that you already have it in some form, okay? You're already clear on who it is that you're helping, but the, the, the more clarity you have, not just on who you help, but then how you help them achieve that is going to have a massive, massive impact on moving people forward or moving moving your ideal clients and customers forward as you're working with them because you know exactly what you're going to be delivering, but also helping you get real clarity. And it just allows you to speak a lot more confidently when, and with authority even, when you are um, interacting with people, perhaps canvassing, perhaps networking and prospecting with potential clients and customers, Okay. Let's move on to number two. So the second thing that I've learned is that the amount of certainty that you have directly relates to how um, how well people are going to buy into what you believe and, and, and ultimately trust you and want to work with you as well. 
Now, I'll give an example of this. Uh, I think Tony Robbins it is who talks about the person who has the most certainty wins. Now, that may or may not be attributed to Tony Robbins. The majority of quotes on social media these days are, so forgive me if it's not him directly. Uh, but the idea that whoever has the most certainty wins. Now, something that I've realized um, through my own coaching and teaching and supporting clients is that as my own skills develop and my own skills grow and I continue to to um, be within this space and be within this this sort of online business world, uh, and as I understand my own craft more and my own uh, niche more, my own industry more, then I have increased levels of certainty. So when I go into conversations and I talk talk with with people about how they can build their Instagram uh, uh, growth, how they can start to convert more of their followers into clients and customers, if I'm uh, mapping out a a content strategy with a particular client, or if I'm working through maybe some of the best email marketing uh, steps and tips and ideas, whatever that might be, even if it's a very first stage and we're looking at you know what's going to be the best direction for your business, all these various different different questions and conversations. Increasingly, as, as, I'm in, as I'm increasing and improving my own understanding, then that leads to more certainty from me. And one of the, the biggest transformations that I've seen, particularly when talking to people face to face, is they really buy into that. The more certain you are and the more certainty you have about what your, you know, the topic, but it, and this doesn't have to relate to sales, by the way, it might relate to sales, um, but it doesn't necessarily have to do that. It's more about how you can help people. And the more certainty you have around that or uh, advising people, guiding people, supporting people, the more they will buy into that. So that's something I'd really encourage you to to look at yourself as well, if you haven't already, is when I speak to clients, if I'm prospecting, if I'm talking to people, if I'm supporting people, how much certainty do I really have? You know, if somebody asks, which type of software should I use? Should I use uh, this this type over here or should I use this other one over here? If I'm kind of umming and ahhing and dilly-dallying, I'm like, well, I'm not sure you could do this or you could try this or you could try this strategy. Or we're talking about um, a lead generation strategy using Facebook and Instagram ads. And I'm kind of like, well, I'm not, I'm not too sure. We could do this, we could do that then there's a real lack of certainty there. And that shows as well with the the client, the customer. Another great example, in fact, um, I, I, I went, I was shopping, a totally random example, but shopping a couple of weeks ago uh, and buying a new pair of shoes. And I walked into the store and the, the, the person who was serving had so much certainty about the specific type of sole that I needed because I live in the UK and Manchester and it rains a lot. Uh, the type of leather or you know various different things within the leather and then of course excellent selling uh, the type of uh, protection things that I would need to buy and sprays and and various different uh, cloths and all these other kind of things that ultimately very very effective sales tools but because he had so much certainty and because he knew his craft and understood that so well then I went with that okay and it also made me feel a lot more comfortable as well okay so how can you bring a lot more certainty to what you do to ultimately really, really cement that uh, that confidence from the people that you're interacting with? Ideally, of course, around business and and um, and working with clients, uh, but also you know it can it can relate to your personal life as well. So that for me, certainty and increased levels of certainty in what you do, what you believe, and how you operate, and how you can impart that to other people has been a massive learning curve for me, and I trust that it's useful for you in the coming year as well. Okay, number three is this, and I've known this for a long time and continue to uh, share this and, and talk about this, but it's it's been hit home again this year more than ever. And, and the third thing that I've learned this year is that Instagram is not the end goal, okay? Having um, 
building your business, your entire business on social media of and any platform of any kind is not the end goal, okay? Because at any stage, algorithms will change. At any stage, you could lose your account. At any stage, various different things that you try to do might get blocked, or they might um, they might cause your following to decrease, or they might you, it might mean that you lose a few followers, or um, you know, all these various different types of things which can have a negative effect. And then straight away, it starts to implement on your business directly if that's where you're building your main business. So the focus is not to have a up and running and thriving business on a social media platform, be that on Instagram or anywhere else, okay? And, th- and that doesn't mean that we're, we're throwing the towel in and we're not gonna do anything like that ever again. We're not gonna use any social media platforms at all for business, of course it's not. The, the reason we use social media is because that's where people spend their time, all right? There's 3.5 billion people on the planet right now who use social media. Uh, 2.2 of those billion of those are on Facebook. Over 1 billion of those are using Instagram. Um, so that you know, you, you've got incredible coverage, global coverage of people that are using social media right now. So yes, we use social media to get in front of the right people. However, they are simply a vehicle. They're simply a tool for us to get our message in front of people, so that we can then bring them into our database. And this is the important thing: is that we we're not get, losing sight of. I've lost 50 followers or, oh, I forgot to post for a, for a day or two days or a week or whatever it might be, or um, oh, the algorithm's changed again. It's a case of, well, yes, those things have happened and those things are going to continue to happen and it is probably going to get harder and harder to grow a following on social media, on all platforms. The price of advertising is going to increase in the future. Yes, it is, absolutely. And we know these things are going to happen, okay? So we can't act like we were surprised when they do. But what we do need to do is take action ourselves and actually really, really secure um, the, the value in our business and continue to build that asset, which is building a database. You know, the big thing that I talk about with um, with any of our clients that I work with, if we're talking about in, in increasing the value of their business and generating more leads for their business that they can then convert into paying clients and customers, is building a database. So if you're in that position where you're still building your um, your business on a social media platform, then how are you safeguarding against that? How are you actually starting to build up um, connections with your your followers, with your audience, with your 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 leads in different uh, channels as well? And for me, it always comes back to building a database. So just something that I've been aware of for a long time, but reminded again consistently throughout this year, uh, very, very important, is that Instagram is not the end goal, okay? Instagram is a vehicle, it's a tool for business owners, entrepreneurs to find and attract more leads, clients, customers, and to, for you to be seen as as a market leader within your space. However, there has to be a higher purpose and a bigger purpose behind that for our business so that we can continue to increase the profits and to continue to grow your business as well. Okay, step number four, or learning number four, I guess you would say, is this, and it's that having a bigger cause, having a bigger reason why is far and away the best reward, the best incentive, and the best driver, I think, for you to continue to grow and scale your business as well. And there's a wonderful example of this. And uh, well, take a step back. By by that, we're talking about it's not just for me. Okay, the idea is that I I'm not growing my business for me to to earn more money and and, and bring in more uh, clients, more customers, continue to grow just for the sake of me. Okay, uh, and this is something that I think a lot of people fall into for a long time. I did as well. Uh, is that it's how can I grow this? How can I do this so that it helps me and moves me forward? 
But as soon as you switch it completely the other way and is and it's a case of how can I have a bigger impact with people? How can I actually make sure that, that what I'm doing has a bigger um, a, a bigger reason why, then suddenly we totally shift the momentum, we totally shift the focus, and it becomes much easier, maybe for us to buy into, but certainly for other people that we're interacting with as well. And a couple of examples of this, the first one is um, I work with a um, one, of our, one of our coaching clients that I work with, and for a long time has been looking at how can I bring in another stream of income online okay something that she's never done previously so how can i start to bring in another stream of income online and we talked about this for a long time uh, and i i could tell through the conversation that she was very much focused on the money how do i get the money how do i bring more money in okay which is you know which is okay that's that's where we that was our starting point but once we had a bit of a conversation and, I re- and, and we sort of talked about, you know, if we're focusing on money and we're focusing on trying to attract the money, then at the same time, we're probably going to start repelling it. You know, we're going to be pushing it away. And if we're just focused on the money, then that's also something that people realize. They will see that we're focused on the money. They'll see that that's the big focus. And as a result, it will probably turn people off. Okay. So what we did is we actually focused on, well, what's the bigger reason? What's the bigger cause? Now, the, the, the niche and the in industry area that this, this particular um, lady is focused on is helping people improve their finances and, and understand more about their finances, okay? which, is, which is actually perfect because then we, we, we said, well, you know, something that you're looking to do is, is, is understand more and build your finances more and you're helping people manage their finances better and structure how they bring an income in, not just for themselves, but for their children and their grandchildren. Okay, so what it sh- what the shift became is not how can I start to make more money here, but it became how can I help more and more and more families understand how to structure and manage and grow their money more effectively. So as soon as it becomes about other people, suddenly it's a case of, well, I need to help these people. I need to make things useful for them so that they can get the desired result that they want. And as that Zig Ziglar quote goes, uh, the, the quote from Zig Ziglar goes, uh, you know, the more you help people get, or when you help people get what they want, you in turn will get what you want, right? So that's what we talked about. We focused on, well, okay, how many families are you going to help do this? And we started with, I think we started with five. So we're f- focusing on five families, first of all. Then we can grow it. It can be 10. Then it could be 20. Then it could be 50. Then it could be 100. Then it could be uh, 500. Then 1,000. And we continue to grow and scale from there. But it's by setting those smaller targets, first of all, then it allows her, in her mind, to think, okay, well, actually, how am I focused on helping other people? Because the money is not the, it's not the, uh, it's not the specific outcome that we're looking for. It's a byproduct. The money will come as a result of us giving other people what they want and focusing on that. So a real big thing that I realized and, again, was able to share with this particular client, and, and I see without any doubt, we talked about this all the way back in episode one, people who have a bigger reason why, people who have a bigger buy-in, people who have a bigger um, uh, sort of mission, if you like, are able to have bigger, more influence. They're able to see more financial profits and returns in their business because they're focused on something bigger than themselves all right so that will be the the question i would ask you going into the new year is what is the thing bigger than yourself that you are really ultimately looking to work towards it's not just about how can i get more money into my business that might be the focus or it might be the focus for a long time but i almost guarantee that as soon as you turn it outwards and say well how can i help this group of people my target audience something that we talked about in in point one of this um podcast how can I help my ideal group of people get to that specific end result that they want? And as soon as I help other people get what they want, 
in turn, I will get what I want as well. Okay, number five is this. This is the, the big learning, and it's actually just come in the last couple of weeks. And it's again, it's not necessarily a, a new learning, but something which has been reaffirmed and re, uh, I've been reminded of whilst listening to a, uh, a podcast recently. And I listened to a podcast by Tim Ferriss, yes, uh, one of my favorite podcasters, if that's the right phrase. And he was interviewing somebody called Gary Keller. Now, Gary Keller might be a, a name that you're familiar with. He is the co-author of the book, The One Thing. That is certainly a book that I recommend uh, reading if, and checking out if you have not yet uh, read that book. Uh, it's a book called The One Thing. And f- fantastic book, really, really is a, f- a fantastic book. And I think it's, it's really, really incredible in the idea of just focusing on the one specific thing that allows you to ultimately move closer towards your bigger goal, your bigger vision, the bigger thing that you're looking to achieve, okay? So how then does this link in with, with other areas? Well, it's, it's another, or another, another phrase for the, the big thing might be the big domino. It's the big domino that you can take care of that then makes all the other things a lot easier. So I'll give, I'll give a couple of examples. So for example, if I want to be more active on Instagram, and a lot of people say, I just need, to, I know I need to be a bit more consistent. I know I need to do a little bit more. Uh, I need to be on there. I need to be sharing more content. So for me, with Instagram, particularly in the new year, is going to be the big domino for me is going live every single day, doing a live video every day. All right, and I know that if if I can go live every day, then chances are I will put out more stories every day, which means that I will be more active when connecting with people in direct messages and finding more clients and customers, which means that I respond more quickly to direct messages, which means that I respond more quickly to people who are messaging me on my posts and all these kind of things and getting in touch through various different ways, which of course then means that I'm using the platform how Instagram want me to use it, which means that I get more exposure, which means I get more followers, which means I get more clients, customers, etc., etc. okay? But it all starts with one thing, that one thing. And the one thing for me, as I say, is going live and doing live video every single day. All right. Now this ties in as well with the goal setting that I talked about. I said that I was going to talk about setting goals for 2020, and I, um, I I actually set goals in eight different areas of life. And we talked about these, I think, back in episode number nine, where uh, I talked about the how you can get exactly what you want, or how to determine exactly what you want, and then how to get it. And it's the the reason I set goals in eight different areas of life are that. Uh, following Dr. John D. Martini, he talks about these seven or eight different areas of life being broken down into financial, physical, um, spiritual, mental, business, familial, um, relationships, uh, community is another one as well, and all these various different different areas that are for setting goals. I'd suggest if you haven't heard that yet, or if you're not familiar with, with D. Martini and, and how he breaks down the seven different areas of life, that you go and check out episode number nine. Um, but this is, as I say, this, the idea of this big domino, this one thing has actually shifted how I set goals in these different areas of life. So I will set a particular health goal and then I'll set a particular business goal. I'll set a particular finance goal. Uh, one for say family and relationships, one for spiritual, one for, for mental and growth, uh, one for health, which I've, I've just mentioned, one for contribution and then one for fun. Okay. And, and it might be that I set three, four, five different goals or mini goals in each of these areas. So again, let's use a, let's use a, a real simple example. Um, so it might be, for, uh, for example, with my health, it might be to eat um, fruit and veg every day, for example, or it might be to, to exercise four times a week. Uh, it might be that I, I want to, to weigh a certain amount. 
It might be that I want to um, ch- you know, change my diet and maybe reduce the amount of meat that I eat or the amount of sugar that I eat or something like that. So you can have specific goals in all these different areas. And then again, it one, might be one for financial and there might be four or five different ones for financial. Um, but what I've started to do and what I'm shifting to this year for, for, the, for the new year, and this will be quite interesting to see how effective this is, is having one, yes, I might have three or four different different goals in each of those areas of life, but having one big thing that is the main one that I focus on, all right? So what is that one thing that I really, really want to focus on uh, in my business, okay? So as an example, my for, for vocational, for vocational, the, the 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 one big thing, the one big goal is simply to double the size of my list, okay? Because I talk again and again and again about the, the value of your uh, business uh, being the size of your email list. So my one big thing in vocational, in business, no matter what else happens, of course, I've got other goals as well. But the one thing that I will keep coming back to again and again and again is what can I do today to help me build and grow my email list? Yeah. Now for health, I mentioned a few examples. Some of them were were real, some of them weren't. But for health, the one big thing that I'm working towards is um, for me to exercise every single day. Okay. Exercise every single day for 20 minutes, at least 20 minutes. Now, again, that that ties in with lots of different things because it, it means that the more I'm exercising, chances are that as a result, I will think, well, I want to eat a little bit healthier. Okay, uh, it may may also tie into well, if I'm going to be exercising and I've got a busy day, actually I need to get up a little bit earlier to make sure I get that 20 minutes of exercise in. And if that's the case, then maybe I need to go to bed just a little bit earlier the night before, or I need need to have one fewer um, one fewer bottle of lager, or whatever it might be, one fewer beer before going to bed. Um, but then it has a knock-on effect with things that you eat as well, because you're thinking, well, if I'm if I am exercising every day, you know, I don't just want to counter that by going out for an all-you-can-eat um, pizza hut or whatever it might be. I actually want to make sure that I'm really moving this forward and helping move the needle forward. So even though there's lots of different target areas that I'm focusing on, if I have the one big goal, then it should make all those other things easier as well. And I'll just further on from that because it works for goal setting. But the other thing that I love about the the the, the one thing, the book, uh, the one thing from Gary Keller is that it can also be with relationships. Okay, it can be relationships. It could be things within your business, like relationships within your business as well, or specific people that you work with in your business. So another example might be, um, you know, what can I do? What's the one thing that I can do with my wife or girlfriend or brother or son or daughter or grandma or whoever it might be that every single time I see them, if I do this one thing, it makes everything else easier. All right. So um, an example might be if you, if it's your, you're trying to improve relations with say your son, and you know that he absolutely loves football, then it might be that every single time you see him, you you bring up the, t- the topic of football, okay? Or you start with that. It might be if it's your partner, then every single time or every every day they come home from work that you focus on going over, giving them a hug, uh, giving them a kiss, making them a drink, and spending the first 10, 15 minutes talking to them about their day, okay? Now, again, that's not, say, right or wrong, but it's, it's just the idea of how that can specifically uh, relate and and, uh, and and how that one action can have a, a solid knock-on effect for all the others. Uh, uh, let's, I mean, take the relationship example. You know, if, if your partner comes in, they've had a good day or they've had a bad day or they've had an indifferent day, if you make sure that the first 10 to 15 minutes time that you're spending with them um, is, you know, it, it's really focused on them, then that has a massive impact on reducing so many smaller niggles or potential arguments or 
moments of dissatisfaction that could go into the the evening or into the weekend or through a holiday so you're on if you're on holiday okay just by taking that little bit of time up front and another example that that, that gary keller gave which I, I think is just perfect is if there was only one person that i could hire for this specific role or to do this specific thing who would it be so it's not a case of i'm going to hire this person because they're a little bit cheaper and actually because they fit in a little bit better with my my times or because of you know because i like this about them more than than these other people it's not a case of well this is a bit more suitable for me right now because if you're compromising on those different things then it naturally will have some sort of knock on effect later on that person who's a little bit cheaper might actually need a lot more management going forward all right and if they're actually cheaper uh, you know they they may still still feel that they're being undervalued when you, when they're, they're they're being paid so they might not do as good a job or they might leave a lot sooner if they're getting paid better elsewhere so another big shift then another thing that I love from that is how can I who who how can I focus on that one specific person that means that everything else within that particular role if i'm hiring somebody for that role that particular job that particular responsibility everything else is going to be made so much easier because i know i've got the right person for that particular thing and that for me is just absolutely like mind-blowing i really do think it is so as i say that's that's tied in a little bit with 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 number five from the five things i've learned this year and i want to tie that in as well with the goal setting uh for for 2020 it's something that whilst I've got the eight different areas of life and I've probably got I don't know, 20 things in total or so, 20, 20, 25 things in total that I want to achieve, that by breaking them into those different areas and each of those areas has one big domino, one big thing, that if I can do that every single time, I guarantee it will make all those other things a lot, lot easier to achieve. And I'll give one more example as well and then we'll move on to predictions for Instagram in the new year. And the other example that I'm going to have within or that I have set for myself, I should say, within the mental and growth uh, area of life, which is built uh, or focused on development and building good habits and uh, learning and education and uh, d- you know developing myself further and such. It's got nothing to do with, it's not reading a certain amount of pages, it's not attending a certain amount of events, it's not speaking to certain people, it's not buying different courses. The, you know, the one focus for me is actually is getting up an hour earlier okay so the time that i get up at the moment the one focus for me is simply getting up one hour earlier now if i can get up one hour earlier every single day than i currently do and that is built into my habit that is built into my routine that will naturally have a knock-on effect on all those other things it will allow me to consume more useful content it will allow me to spend more time learning in the morning or, or even in the evening when you know if i'm if i'm if it has that knock-on effect it will allow me that little bit more space and discipline so that i can implement those new habits that i want to implement so rather than trying to implement three new habits from the start of the year i'm focused on that one big domino that makes every single other thing so much easier so for me i could not recommend it's 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 kind of shifted from five things that i've learned to a book recommendation but as i say i just think it's so powerful and it's so obvious isn't it we you know we know that kind of 80 20 rule it's it's the 80 percent that one thing might be the 80 percent that makes that other 20 percent so much easier so something certainly to consider some certainly something to to think about as i say and and for me that's the fifth most useful or one of the five real relevant things that i've learned this year and it's directly impacted on my goal setting for the new year as well all right let's dive over across and let's let's just look at a couple of predictions for instagram in 2020 
All right, so a few uh, different different suggestions and ideas as to where Instagram is going to go in 2020. Now, the first thing I'd say is definitely tune in for the next uh, episode, which is focused on how you can build your authority in 2020 with Instagram. So in the next episode, there's going to be quite a bit more on that and in the, the, the following episodes as well, because I want to make sure that, that you've got a lot more dedicated time to talk about that but I've been asked quite recently you know what's it going to look like how can I make the most of Instagram in the next few years in the next year in the next few months Um, so there's a couple of things that I would highly recommend the first one has got to be this and it's moving towards using more video Um, Instagram as with all the social media platforms rewards users for spending more time on the platform or I say it, it rewards people it it wants us as users okay as users to spend more time on the platform why because the more time we spend on the platform the more opportunity all these different platforms have to show us adverts and the more adverts they show us the more chance there is of them making money because we're going to make a purchase okay so uh, video is is a, a kind of a, a few steps back. That is one way that we can get people to spend more time on our content. So it's not just a case of always putting still images up or posts or quotes or infographics or uh, you know pictures of behind the scenes, but actually including more video. Um, so certainly something that I would suggest looking at. You know, they recommend or the, the suggestion is that by 2021, so almost just just over a year from now that 80% of everything consumed online will be video. Now, if that is true, then how are we adopting that for our brand, for our business, and how are we actually taking advantage of that? And if we know that to be, well, not necessarily fact, but if we know that that's a prediction uh, and that's an an ideal of of the future and what it's going to look like, then how can we start to adjust to that? So using more video is something I would highly, highly recommend. And there's a few different ways that you can do that. One of those, and this is the next thing that I would recommend, is by using more live video. Um, I have there's the, I'm very excited to say that within the next uh, couple of weeks, there's going to be an interview following with Bob Doyle from The Secret, and uh, um, I met Bob Doyle a couple of weeks ago in Manchester. He was speaking at an event, and this slot that he spoke spoke on, he was talking about, believe it or not, was nothing to do with the secret. Obviously, that's the thing that he's known for. But it, he actually wasn't talking about anything anything to do with that in, at all. He was actually talking about live stream and how he helps business owners, entrepreneurs, and people use and leverage the power of live stream. So keep an uh, an ear out for that particular episode, which will be coming up in the next few weeks, and. It just makes so much sense. I, I'm actually really, I don't want to say too much more about it now, but I'm really excited about um, about sharing this with you because it's 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 incredibly powerful, the live video. It's for so many different reasons. We'll, 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 we will have a longer top, uh, conversation on this, but live video I would highly recommend. But just a couple of simple reasons why, first of all, and then as I say, the, the episode with Bob Doyle goes into a lot more detail, is first of all, it is... Uh, it's 100% authentic. If you're doing live video, then it is 100% authentic. There's no, there's no kind of hiding from it. So it's, it's a unbelievable opportunity for you to build real trust and relationships with your audience, with people that are following you, because they see you in real time, seeing exactly what you're doing, warts and all, you know, making mistakes. Uh, nothing's perfect. Even if it's slightly scripted, then the script ends up going out the window. Uh, you know, things can go wrong at any time, that kind of thing. So, and 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 yes, we want to portray our business in the best light. Yes, we want to show that we are an authority. Yes, we want to show that we're that we're doing our business the right way. However, 
nobody does that no you know nobody nobody's perfect nobody's life is perfect nobody's business is perfect and so actually showing the real things about how how um how you operate and how the company operates or how the business operates whatever that might be through live video is super super powerful the second reason and another thing that i love about it is that it allows you to get content out a lot quicker now as an example if you let's say you do a live video Okay, you do five minutes of live video. Now you can then save that video from Instagram and you can upload it to Instagram TV. I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. You can also, so that, so that gives you more content on Instagram TV. You can then use that video on, say, your blog. You could use it on a YouTube channel as well. You could post it onto Facebook. You can actually have that full video transcribed uh, on something like Temi or um, there's another one that escapes from my mind now, but I will think about that pop it in the show notes, uh, something like Temi, um, and then you can have that written as a blog post as well. So suddenly, this one video that you've created, or wherever that might be, ideally on Instagram, of course, but wherever that might be, this one live video can suddenly be used in three or four different mediums or across three or four different platforms, which makes it extremely valuable. That's the other thing that I love about it. So certainly something to consider. And as I say, keep an ear out for the the Bob Doyle uh, interview, which will be coming up in the next couple of weeks, uh, where we're going to talk a lot about live streaming and and his um, sort of real passion for that and why he loves it so much and why he thinks it's such a great tool and vehicle for you to engage and build authority uh, and influence and impact uh, your audience as well. I think it's fantastic. And then the final thing I'll leave you with this is, of course, Instagram TV. I've just mentioned it. It ties in with video, tick. It ties in with live, Instagram live, because you can then upload it directly to Instagram TV. So tick for that as well. And uh, Facebook is, it's, you know, it wants a rival to YouTube. YouTube is continuing to grow and grow and grow. Uh, in, uh, Facebook and Instagram, obviously Facebook owns Instagram. It needs and wants something to rival YouTube. And so it's going to continue to push and push and push Instagram TV and the use of Instagram TV. Uh, So something to be very aware of and it allows you, it's a great opportunity for you to build your brand and have lots of useful content, uh, video content as well. So of course it just breaks down that that fourth wall. It feels a lot more live, feels a lot more real, feels a lot more um, almost like touchable. Like people can actually grab hold of it and, and learn from you directly on there as well and understand more about you and your brand. Uh, through Instagram TV. So highly, highly recommend. So they're three of the big areas, all really related to video. Uh, to, to Yeah, to video. So predictions for, for 2020 are all really around video, using more video in your feed, in your stories for sure. Live video being the second thing and how can you incorporate more live and use more live uh, to connect with people um, uh, who are ideal clients, customers, but then also connect with other people that you want to work with, joint venture with, uh, maybe authority in your in your industry as well. And then Instagram TV is going to continue to grow and grow as being seen as a rival to YouTube. All right, so that's quite a lot we've covered there. We've kind of skipped around and hopped around a little bit from different topics. Uh, I've enjoyed it. I hope it's been useful for you and I hope there's, there's been one or two uh, little nuggets of gold in there that have been useful for you as well. So we've wrapped up just or just to wrap up the five uh, big things that I've learned this year and how they've impacted uh, on you know certainly the the plans that I have for the new year, how they've directly impacted on on my business and and, and also personal life, and how I've related those to Instagram and how I hope you can relate those to Instagram too. They were getting clear on exactly what you want. Certainty was the second one. Uh, the fact that Instagram isn't the goal and we need something bigger than that, uh, such as building an asset through a, a database. 
Fourth was having a bigger cause, bigger than ourselves, but something that other people can buy into as well. And then the fifth one was that big domino, the big one thing that you can take, um, that you can really focus on to knock all those other smaller things over as well. Then we talked about the goal setting and how you could use the one thing or use that big domino to support goal setting in 2020. And then we talked about those three things for Instagram, uh, sorry, for Instagram in 2020. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, it's been a great pleasure. Uh, this comes out on the probably just the week before Christmas. So have a wonderful Christmas. Have a wonderful break. Uh, I hope you're taking some time off. No matter what it is that you do, no matter what your industry, no matter what your area, no matter what your business, uh, I still hope that you're taking time off for a little bit of R&R, bit of rest and relaxation, a um, bit of time with the family and friends and loved ones and that you have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. Thank you so much uh, for, for listening along and look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Take care and I'll speak to you very soon. Hi friends, Jake here again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find links to anything that we've discussed, books, trainings, other podcasts, uh, anything currently that we're enjoying, you will find those in the show notes or you'll find it somewhere in and around all the information that you usually find in a podcast. And a reminder that if you'd like to know more about what I do, if you want more of tools, resources, any recommendations, readings, uh, free training, products and such, then you can find all of that on the website jakeadamdavy.com. Equally, if you want to come over and say hello, Instagram is always the best place and the account is at jakeadamdavy. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave us a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something or listened to something that you've enjoyed yourself and you think will be beneficial or useful to other people, please do pass that on. It will be very much appreciated. And as you know, when you get a recommendation from somebody that you trust, there really is nothing better. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay on mission, do something extraordinary for others, keep inspiring and keep growing your circle of influence. Goodbye.